to the 28 Dales Later podcast. My name's Johnny Campbell. Together with Natalie Wilson and Steve Wharton, plus a few other guest presenters that we've got lined up, we'll be embarking on a journey around the north of England, celebrating its landscape, nature and heritage. So I've met um, my guest for this episode of 28 Days Later, um, Carol Hodge, who I've just introduced uh, there. Um, yeah, we're meeting up on, today is uh, St. Swithin's Day, which is the 15th of July. And according to folklore, if it rains on St. Swithin's Day, it will rain for 40 days and 40 nights. And today has been a little bit overcast. There has been a bit of rain. Um, and this podcast will actually come out at the end of um, the end of August, uh, which is probably about forty days and forty nights. Which means, if it does rain in those forty days and forty nights, we will definitely know through the end of this podcast. So, twenty-eight days later, listeners will hopefully be encouraged to know that we uh, pretty well-oiled machine, and we like to start our podcasts early. So. Um, yeah, so I'm meeting up with uh, Carol Hodge, and at the moment, I'd just like to kind of give you a little bit of a um, a bit of a flavour, a bit of a view uh, of what we're kind of looking at at the moment. We're on uh, a place called Bolster Moor, which is um, above the Cone Valley near Huddersfield. And as I mentioned, it's overcast, there's a little bit of wind, um, and right behind me I can see over to the Peak District where there is quite a lot of rain I presume so I think we're going to kind of crack on with it and uh, see what we kind of get before the rain starts to come in so uh, welcome to uh, 28 Dales Later Carol Um, so we'll kind of go straight into it Um, you've lived here for a few years now in the um, Huddersfield area just a little bit more in the valley than I am at the moment and what's it been like for an artist living in lockdown here? Well, first of all, I was really pleased when um, the lockdown happened that I would still be able to go walking because that was one of the first uh, phases, wasn't it, that you could go out and do exercise um, every day. One of the few things that you probably could do, isn't it? Yeah, so for me, that that means going walking. Um, And I actually made a concerted effort to explore the area around where I live in Linthwaite or Linfit if you're a local and found tons of great walks that were accessible from walking out my front door so that was I was really pleased about that to be honest and I used the time when I normally would have been touring and playing and driving many many hours over the weekends to go walking yeah and I think for like artists like ourselves um we've kind well because we spend a lot of time touring gigging working quite a lot that we haven't really met up with each other for quite a while it's been a little while since i've seen seen yourself even though we only live a few miles away from each other and it's a bit nice to kind of catch up isn't it really i think <laughs> yeah so I mean, that's the other thing about lockdown isn't it is it's it's quite hard to be social um so again, initially, I was actually quite secretly pleased about it because it meant that I had a massive excuse to be a bit antisocial and just stay at home 
or go on lone walks, which yeah. are kind of two of my favourite things to do. Um, and it took me a couple of months actually before I got a bit tetchy and missed going and seeing other people outside my household and mm. going to gigs and meeting new people. Um, but definitely very grateful to live where I live um, and have you know the Yorkshire Moors effectively on my doorstep and yeah. the, uh, you know very close to Marsden Moor and there's just you know there's tons of countryside like I say as soon as I walk out my front door two minutes and I'm by the by the canal or I'm I'm up a hill it's, yeah it's yeah. a great location and it's kind of forced us to actually look at um look at kind of what's on our doorstep I think as well with the uh you know, like doing like doing this podcast, the first few episodes, um, of the first month, myself, Steve, and Natalie, have kind of um, looked at things on our own kind of doorstep, and I think it's given us a bit of a new perspective and in that kind of way. But I think at the moment we're also um, it's kind of opening up a little bit now, which is which is which is nice, um, and we're able to kind of meet up, do this um, podcast today, and. Yeah, hopefully at some point it kind of opens up a little bit more where we can do a lot more things, really. And you were, you were kind of saying just before we, we press play that you've been looking at, um, well, we were kind of identifying goldfinches um, and you hope yeah. that in about 20 years' time you'll be able to identify all the plants and the trees around as well. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's my kind of goal at the moment in, in life in general is to, to be one of those learned older people of the countryside who could walk anywhere and know everything about all the plants the trees the wildlife around them um i just find that a very alluring prospect and one that's actually probably achievable you know if i keep uh, keep working at it i've been listening to <laughs> to lots of bird calls yeah. on youtube of late trying to identify at least you know 10 20 of the most common british bird species i'm quite i'm quite up on my ornithology i do know quite a lot about birds um but it's it's the calls that i struggle with i can i can identify them visually um and you know give you a few little tidbits of information about a lot of species but hearing them i'm still still struggling to differentiate walking down into Merrydale which is just above from the village of uh, the little small town of Slowit uh, just outside of Huddersfield and Merrydale is kind of like really hidden away if you look on the OS map actually um, you probably have to kind of squint at it for a little bit to actually uh, kind of come across it but once you do arrive here it's a very small kind of like ravine um, but there's a, a couple of houses here and a a couple of uh, cobbled kind of like paths, pathways which I've um, managed to not slip on yet which has been pretty nice and um, this seems like a really nice spot to kind of just sit down and just take on uh, take a little bit of a breather outside of the rain so um, yeah I'm just kind of wondering what is like for you for yourself who's lived in cities before what is um, it like living around here which is a little bit more well not like a city a bit more rural yeah rural however you want to say it uh, yeah i lived in manchester for a long time i lived um i lived in the city center for five years 
and then kind of the suburbs for another sort of 10, 11 years before that. And um, one of the, again, one of my favourite things to do in Manchester was, was to go walking. So when I first moved to the city centre, it was my, it was my aim to find as many uh, sort of vaguely green places to walk around as possible. Was there many? Um, well, I lived, interestingly enough, right next to a, a big park, as it is these days, called Angel Meadows, um, which is actually where the, um, the cholera epidemic uh, happened right. um, in the 1800s. And um, it was because of um, the epidemic there that they actually discovered the cure for cholera and what was actually causing the spread. But okay. as a consequence of that, there's like about 30,000 um, corpses under the um, under the park. Okay. So that's quite an interesting thing to have on my doorstep. But in terms of green space, yeah, you, you kind of have to go outside of the city centre to find a good a good few mile walk. Yeah. Kind of length. Um, so yeah, where I am now, it's I've got an amazing view across the the, the Cone Valley and. Um, that's something that I never had in Manchester. You know, I had a bit of a view, but not as yeah, spectacular yeah. a view as I have now. And I think that's great for, for headspace and, you know, just kind of... I think make... also for... Uh, I think actually as well for creativity, it's a pretty good thing to have on your doorstep. I think one of the... I've never lived in a big city myself, but I imagine as an artist, you're generally quite skint. And if you, if to do something, you generally have to spend money to uh, embrace what the city is, what ha what it has on offer. Um, which I think around here, um, there's just so much available, which which owes so much. Well, gives you a lot for your creativity. I think. True. I mean, that's one of the great things about walking is it's free. <laughs> All yeah. you need is a pair of legs and a, a flask of water, and away you go. Um, and yeah, I guess at the at the moment where all, all the the culture and the hustle and bustle of the city that makes it so attractive is kind of on pause. So whereas the countryside's always there and it's always always available and always freely available. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I do a lot of a lot of writing when I'm walking. Um, I think it's really good for for headspace. It puts you in a bit of a after a couple of hours walking, I've definitely find myself in a operating on a different level creatively, and yeah, uh, yeah feeling a lot more open to and any ideas that are floating around. I kind of seem seem to channel them a lot more easily if I'm if I'm out in the countryside. And I've been, like I say, usually after a couple of hours walking, it sort of kicks in. I think when we get to kind of like maybe uh, kind of like our age of mid thirties, is like. We tend to keep away from the large cities and we like the idea of kind of being somewhere a little bit, uh, I don't know, not necessarily settling down, but a bit more rural. And I think like places like Hebden Bridge, where it's sort of a bit more of an influx of um, alternative types in the kind of like late 80s, early 90s, where I think people kind of like got burnt out from like the rave scenes of Leeds and Manchester and Liverpool kind of went went to places like weird Pennine towns like um, like Hebden Bridge and uh, Homeforth and set up their own um, well there's a lot of lot of creative creative stuff happening around these uh, these Pennine towns I mean for Huddersfield to have like 
at least kind of like three really good um, mainly independent venues for putting on anything from from gigs poetry um, and talks any any kind of events really is is really um, you, you don't really find a lot of this stuff in in cities these days and places like Hebden Bridge Todmorden which have uh, lots of great venues as well I think a lot of people are very um, resourceful around these areas too creatively yeah I mean you have places like the the trades club in Hebden Bridge which is you know I mean Patty Smith played there there's it attracts yeah. people from from all over um, that otherwise would never really consider playing uh, you know Hebden Bridge when they're playing Leeds Manchester you know they're playing really 500 capacity venues and then they pop over to Hebden Bridge for a gig as well um, same with the uh, the picture picture house in Homeforth as well. Oh that's, yeah, the picture drone, yeah. Picture drone, sorry, that's the one. Um, that's kind of quite odd to have that size venue with the the sort of caliber of act in in a, in a little town like Homeforth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 great, and I think you're absolutely right about the the period of life where you feel like you've done done a lot of partying and you've you've sucked up all the culture of a city and you kind of want to slow down a little bit i guess yeah um that was that was certainly on my agenda was moving out out of the city center of manchester and just finding somewhere a little bit more on the edge of the countryside somewhere a bit more a bit, bit of a slower pace but still with some stuff going on yeah it's finding that middle ground isn't it you don't want to be in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere but you do want to be somewhere a little bit more chilled but with access to some activities. Yeah. So wrapping up this episode, which has been really nice meeting up with uh, Carol, who I haven't met for ages, and just ask what are plans for your musical future at the moment? There's some limitations, of course, but what do you have kind of coming up over the next three to six months, say? Oh, who knows? <laughs> um, well, I've got a, a new album out at the moment, Savage Purge, that I'm trying to promote and trying to uh, flog as much as possible. Mm-hmm. I mean, usually I'll be touring it, I'll be, I'll be travelling around the country and playing gigs to promote it, but obviously that's gone on hold. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably some more online gigs. I've, I've got my first gig with a full band. I know this is going out in August, but 25th okay. of July at the parish in Huddersfield. It's like a live stream empty venue session. Okay. Um, and then I'm, I'm, I'm going to look into doing a few more online gigs. Um, maybe I, I quite like to play the whole album um, solo. So kind of do like acoustic versions of all the songs and have it as a, as a little bit of a sort of launch event, I guess. Okay. Um, and uh, that's kind of it. Writing, to be honest. I think it's, it's about time. I'm, I'm feeling the... Uh, the muse is calling me at the moment, okay, so right. I need to need to start sitting down and actually do some some more songwriting. And finally, where can we find your music? Uh, I mean, if you put Carol Hodge in any uh, reputable search engine, I'll probably pop up or on YouTube or Facebook or whatever. Uh, and I've got a website carolhodge.co.uk, Carol without an e, and uh, got a shop on there with all my all my music. On the usual places like Bandcamp as well. Okay. All the all the online outlets, Spotify, etc. Okay. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Carol. And let's get out of the rain. Yeah.
been a pleasure. Let's go and have a brew. Thank you for listening to the 28 Dales Later podcast. We'll release a new podcast each week, and you can also find our blogs and photographs on Facebook. Go to facebook.com forward slash 28 Dales Later.